0: conclusion inevitable it was a jump to conclusions matt my conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent my only conclusion can be that it was a sith mode. in conclusion
1: hello there folks welcome Inclusion: the only movie podcast that picks movies that are the favorites of the host's mother. I'm Dan mm-hmm. O'Keefe and joining me as always is the spawn of Hildegard Otto, Anna Otto. Hildegarde, you?
2: you know her name is Mary <laughs> and you know she's about to listen to this episode and be horrified.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. I was going by her okay. uh, confirmation name, which I assume is Hildegard. Is there a Saint Hildegard? I don't-
2: let me do a quick Google. Um, but while I'm googling, since we're being super Catholic, I don't know that my mom had to take a saint name.
1: When really? she did,
2: you take a saint name? What's yeah, your Martin. confirmation name, Dan? Martin. <gasps> That's a cute one. It wasn't uh, my Starisa. choice. Oh, because you my it?
1: my brother Brian's confirmation name it's Martin. Mm-hmm. My brother Emmett's confirmation name it's Martin. Martin is my grandma's maiden name, so my mom chose it for us
2: oh i chose Teresa because i panicked Uh uh-huh um in hindsight i mean like my girl the little flower you know what i'm saying yeah um but honestly i probably if i was in a more like progressive church which they should allow this anyway hey welcome to our catholic church podcast (laughs) anyway (laughs) what i was gonna say is if the Catholic Church went kind of back to uh, the thing where women who were nuns had to take saint names to be their nun name. Mm-hmm. But for confirmation names, I probably would have been either um, Saint Anthony okay. of Padilla. Or, oh my God! Of Wait, Padilla. you That's you the name you were going to be Smosh. Saint
1: Smosh? No! <laughs> <laughs> no! Saint Anthony of Padua. Oh
2: my God! I'm gonna just um, I'm gonna just cry for three hours. Oh my god, how embarrassing. He's so fine. <laughs> <Anyway. sighs> Saint Anthony of Padua. Would have been my, <laughs> sin, my confirmation name.
1: I no, I'm I'm waiting for Saint Anthony of Padilla.
2: <laughs> He's so hot. That's why I said it. He that was he oh well no, I
1: mean no. now I would do, I would change my name to St. Ian of Heckox <laughs> or whatever his name oh is. Oh
2: my god, yes! Heckox,
1: Hecox? That's one of the two. Heckox. Th- I
2: think, Today, yeah. anyway. as
1: we're recording it, based on things that people have liked on Twitter, is, I guess, the 15th anniversary of Smosh's YouTube channel?
2: Please don't say that. That makes me feel ancient. Uh-huh.
1: I remember... I was an
2: avid follower. I
1: remember looking up the uh, Pokemon lip sync that they did, mm-hmm. and the Dragon Ball Z... Was it Dragon Ball Z? It was something else uh, similar to that and being like, oh, this is what being in high school is like. I can't wait because
2: Pete Wentz and Anthony Padilla look very similar, or at least did during that time. So let's just call that uh, the origin of my attraction to emo's thank you, the end.
1: (laughs) so. You may be thinking, how embarrassing. Six minutes into this podcast, wow, this is fun. I really love the Catholic guilt thirst trap podcast that I've stumbled upon. Well, guess what? If you want more thirst trappings, we've got it here because it's Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving.
2: Yes, get your thirst fixins. get gobbling and swallowing that turkey. Yeah, in right happy Thanksgiving.
1: And as it is Thanksgiving, there's really only one Thanksgiving movie that's good that we can talk about.
2: True. I don't know, is August True. Osage
1: County a Thanksgiving movie? It's about a family having dinner, so I assume it is.
2: We really could have, I mean, like instead of watching the movie, why don't we just do a reading of the play, you know?
1: Of what play? The Thanksgiving Of play?
2: August Osage Cow, oh, you
1: do? I already moved past that in my head.
0: Oh, oops. <laughs> <I> <laughs> anyway.
1: Don't, you know how animals don't have object permanence? I don't have Correct. thought permanence. Once I say it, it's gone.
2: Oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh, boy.
1: Actually, we're doing a stage reading of The Crucible, which is another Thanksgiving <gasps> classic.
2: Goody O'Keefe, that's you.
1: I I would love to be Goody (laughs) O'Keefe. Thank you.
2: I'm the devil. We're being seen together right now.
1: (gasps) Why am I being persecuted? Is the only one of two lines I know. The other one is more weight. Because that's just a badass way to, to go out if you're being murdered. The dude, who, the dude who gets pressed to death. Spoilers yes, for the 70 year old play.
2: Oh God. I am very aware, Dan. We all read The Crucible, our sophomore year, right? I think of it was junior school?
1: year we read it. I loved mm. it. Um, I still do love it. Anyway, we're talking about planes, trains, and automobiles.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you made it this far, congratulations.
1: Congrats. I I wish we I can't see listener stats per minute. But I'm imagining we start off really high and then just hammerage as we don't start talking about the movie.
2: I have a feeling that if you made it past the cringe fest, that was me accidentally saying I'd be St. Smosh if I could change my uh, (laughs) confirmation name. You are a true fan. You're truly a true fan.
1: You're a real. We don't have a name for fans of this podcast. Gobbler. Gobbler. Yes! (laughs)
2: Hello, our gobblers.
1: Yes, hello. Hello. Oh, we could have done that for Halloween, our gobblers and goblins.
2: (gasps) That's okay. Okay. Oop, I just dropped my microphone. That's going to show up on the audio. Anyway.
1: Keeping that in. Um, So, yeah, it's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles because it's Thanksgiving. And Planes, Trains, and Automobiles was released on November 25th, 1987. What a year. Yes, the year I was born. Um, mm-hmm. Directed, produced, and written by John Hughes. Starring Steve Martin, John Candy, and I'll say it, I'll say it, Kevin Bacon.
2: He was a star. His nose entered the room first, if I'm being honest. You it know? did,
1: yes. Um, and then by
2: the room, I mean outside in New York yeah, City.
1: Yeah, <laughs> midtown Manhattan. Um, yep. It was released... As I said, in 87, it had a budget of $30 million. It made just under $50 million. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 91% positivity rating.
2: Mm-hmm. My mom loves this movie. That's all there is to say about that. She just
1: does. <laughs> um, so this was the first John Hughes movie to not be set in high school. This was his I, growing growing up phase, I'd guess.
2: I often forget that this is a John Hughes movie. It popped up at the end, and I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Molly Ringwald wasn't in it, and neither was uh, Matthew Broderick saying Florida like a true New Yorker.
1: <laughs> yeah, because the movies he had directed before this were Sixteen Candles, Breakfast Club, uh, Weird Science, and Ferris Bueller. So all of those high school movies, and then... Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Definitely not a high school movie.
0: Mm-mm.
1: Definitely not. And then after this, he didn't really direct another... Yeah, he didn't direct another high school movie.
2: Well, he knew the 80s, you know, they were coming to a close. He'd mm-hmm. really peaked. Peaked. <laughs> With those teen flicks. So, you know.
1: He later wrote Made in Manhattan. <gasps> Love it! Starring J-Lo! And Drillbit Taylor, starring. Wow. I saw that movie in theaters. I'm sorry.
2: Hmm. Yeah, well, that was like my. When I was. My mom took me because I wanted to see it when I was, like, in eighth grade because it was, like, my first big, cool seeing a stupid comedy in theaters. Guess what? What? It's not that great of a movie. It is not. (laughs) I only saw it the one time.
1: (laughs) Uh, I guess my. I never saw it. I remember wanting to see it because I was 11 and like, oh, yeah, that's what's cool. Mm-hmm. But yep.
2: Same. But I was 13.
1: <laughs> mine w- would have been like, I guess School of Rock was the first like comedy that I saw in theaters. Okay, I was but that's
2: actually a great I know movie.
1: I was six. And my mom took me and my brothers. And then I guess we met up in the lobby with somebody who I was in school with. And they were like, oh, we just got out of like the Blues Clues movie or something. What did you guys yeah. go and see? School of Rock with my six-year-old. You raised your
2: goblet of rock?
1: Yes. <laughs> and I, I just went, I salute you for those who are about to rock. I don't know why I sound like a animated puppet as a oh child, Lord. but I do.
2: You probably sounded the exact same mustache and all.
1: Hello, mother. Thank you for bringing <laughs> me into the world. And then I shook probably. her hand. Yep. That's... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've. I've just recounted the story of my birth. Yes. Uh, so do you remember the first time you saw this movie or was it just like, cause your mom loves it so much? Was it just like ever present?
2: Well, my parents were like not strict about movies, but like, I didn't see this movie till I was older mm-hmm. because there's swearing in it.
1: Yes. <laughs> really only in one scene though.
2: Yeah. But like, you know, I know I've said the word on the podcast, but I'm not gonna say it now because I feel like I'm on the spot. Fornicate. The, the fornicate yes. word. The F word, the F bomb, as it were. Yeah. F E double hockey Green. sticks. Yes. Fell. Yes. Huh. <laughs> but anyway. <coughs> oh anyway. Um, yeah, no, I, it's just after that, like, I'd see clips of it mm-hmm. and stuff, so I've seen the full movie before, but I never really sat down and watched it. My mom just really, really likes it, so mm-hmm. they'd watch it, like, I'd go to bed and my parents would put on a movie and watch it or something when I was younger, you Yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. yeah. Or it'd be on, like, while we were doing thanksgiving stuff. I don't know. We always had Thanksgiving at my parents' house.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Not this year, but generally we do.
1: Generally, <laughs> probably
2: um, again one day.
1: <laughs> someday in the future, assuming society yep. exists.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nothing but fun <laughs> here. On in conclusion, um, mm-hmm. to Welcome be back honest, my first time seeing this movie was uh, on Sunday. <gasps> I had never seen it before.
2: Really? The way you chose it with such
1: confidence, I just assumed that you'd already seen it. I know. That's what I have. I'm a straight white man. I have undue confidence. I don't Correct. deserve it. There's no reason for me to be this confident.
2: The mustache I adds am. confidence. I... Oh, Lord.
1: So, uh, for Fast Facts Live last night the online trivia show that you can play every Wednesday at 8 o'clock Central Time, FastFactsLive.com. Anna plays. She's won.
2: One time. and Two times. But the second time, you never sent me my gift card. Well. Was that on purpose? Be honest. I was going to no. have to split it between five people anyway. <laughs>
1: no, it is not on purpose. It's because we are very lax in how we run things. Um, it's
2: fine. I'm not going to hold it against you because you're my friend but
1: hold it against me come on do it thank you that was
2: me holding it up to the yeah (laughs) yeah,
1: she pushed her hand up to the camera this podcast is going so well um
2: (laughs) dan have fun editing
1: this (laughs) i won't but when i was hosting the show i had the mustache and i was also wearing like a blue checkerboard shirt uh and i really looked like btk like Dennis you Rader, really, serial killer.
2: You gave off some, um, honestly, Gage wanted me to send you a picture of Jeffrey Dahmer with no comment. Mm-hmm. I told him oh, to send I've it to you that. and he didn't do it. Absolutely.
1: Yep. Oh, every time. I Because I have the Jeffrey hairline. Jeffrey Dahmer
2: didn't even have a mustache, though.
1: He did for a little bit. It wasn't as mm-hmm. full as this. Um, because I have the, the hairline and the head size of the high school science teacher that you don't want to spend time with. Um, I always come off whenever I have a mustache is very creepy. So I can't, I can't keep this in spite of the fact that I love it.
2: I mean, maybe one day you could, my dad has a mustache and I don't think he's creepy, but he's also my dad. Yeah, so like...
1: He's also in his late fifties.
2: Ooh, that's young. Ooh. Good guess. I'm going to let him, I'm going to let leave it at that.
1: Okay. Yeah. Your dad is 33. Yep. That makes, when I
2: was in first grade, I told my teacher that my mom was 21. <laughs> uh, first grade did I say first grade or third grade first grade first grade
1: that could happen
2: yeah but like my mom knew all the teachers because she also (laughs) works in the Catholic school and she was like wow thanks Anna but no that's like when you're like my mom is 16 years old Mm -hmm. and like you are right yeah
1: that's like when I was in preschool I told my preschool teacher that I was Jewish both of my brothers had gone to the same preschool and oh. she knew that we were not Jewish, and still are not Jewish, but well, so my, maybe your parents were trying something new with you, you know.
0: And know what, no, what
1: what happened was the day before, I had made latkes with my neighbor, made potato Yum. pancakes, delicious, yes. loved it. So I was like, yeah, I'm Jewish now. And then when my mom asked me about it, she was like, hey, why did you, why did you tell Mrs. Tyner that we're Jewish? I was like. I really wanted to make potato pancakes. I really wanted to make latkes. And only Jewish people can make lot keys. So I have to I be Jewish. I got good news for you, Dan. <gasps> I got good news for you. What? The
2: German and Jewish Americans living in Wisconsin make some killer potato pancakes <laughs> at the fish fry. So if you ever want some, just roll on up, you know?
1: Uh, but I later found out that my dad's grandpa was jewish so got a little bit You're in not... there i got i got just enough for the potato pancakes
2: <laughs> one potato pancakes worth yeah
1: one one a year yep um should yeah,
2: we get into this we movie? should really talk
1: about the movie <laughs> we're gonna before this we started recording i was like yeah we're gonna make this a shorter episode just because you know no. it's thanksgiving we want to give people time you know they probably are Even though Thanksgiving's weird this year, they're still going to be doing something with their families, so we Mm want to give them time for that, not take up two hours of their time like we did with Hot Fuzz or The World's End. Uh, And now we've spent the last 20 minutes talking about our Catholic guilt.
2: Yeah. Sorry, guys. Well, anyway. Anyway. It'll be fun. Let's talk about this movie. Yeah,
1: so... (laughs) We are going to shake it up a little bit. We're not going to give like a beat-by-beat beat synopsis like we normally do. Uh, because if you've seen the movie, uh, you'll kind of realize that the beats are travel and, and travel, and then mishap, and then travel, and then mishap, and then travel, and then mishap, and then the movie ends. So we'll we'll, we'll give a, a higher-up overview, and we'll talk about specific moments, but not every specific moment. Um, so basically... We, we start off, and we see Neil Page, played by a 44-year-old Steve Martin.
2: Who looks exactly the same.
1: Yeah. Now, what is this, 33 years later? Mm-hmm. Exactly the same. Uh, he is on a business trip in New York. He's an ad executive or a marketing executive, uh, and he's trying to get home to Chicago. Specifically, he's trying to get home to the Home Alone house in winnetka Wait, really yeah that's the same house the exterior oh, shots is the house that. from home alone love
2: uh, that i didn't know that
1: right in winnetka illinois mm. fun fact if you look it up on google maps it's blurred out <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's trying to get home for thanksgiving uh to his wife who exists to look wistful and stare at the phone Moon. i assume Um, I
2: also look wistful to stare at my phone. I'm staring at it right now. (sighs) Do you hear me sighing?
1: (sighs) (laughs) When will my husband return from the war? Pretty much. (laughs) Um, So Thanksgiving, this is on Tuesday. Of course, Thanksgiving is on Thursday and he has a flight to catch. So the meeting lets out late, the meeting that is being held between a bunch of people, including the dad from Ferris Bueller, And other people who I don't recognize. Um,
2: All straight, I'm guessing, white men. So let's just keep that.
1: Well, it is. Keep that apparent. It's the Reagan era, baby. Nobody was gay. You're
2: right. That's how everybody. A lot of people were gay (laughs) in the 80s. I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway.
1: What's George Michael? Never heard of him. (laughs) Never heard of her. Uh, So he's got a, the plane takes off soon. So Steve Martin's got to catch a cab. But somebody else, there. somebody else has to catch a cab. Who else has to someone catch with a cab? A very po-
2: someone with a very pointy nose. <laughs> Sorry for laughing. I just wasn't expecting that.
1: <laughs> oh, I was surprised that she was wearing a towel. Um,
2: oh my God. I would have yelled. Like, not I, I to figured. offend. I just would have been shocked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: anyway, someone with a very turned up, handsome no
1: someone who you say could be the boy that we have to hear it for
2: someone that you could say dances out his feelings mm-hmm. in an abandoned warehouse to could the tune be...
1: of never by moving pictures
2: fuck oh i'm going to have to listen to this soundtrack later all these songs are <laughs>
1: bangers it's kevin bacon
2: absolutely we love kevin bacon we do let's just say this is a pro kevin bacon oh my god
1: absolutely Mm -hmm. six degrees of kevin Mm -hmm. bacon i wish it was closer i wish it was one degree of kevin bacon and he was on every episode
2: (laughs) i wish he was our friend that'd be cool that would be cool kevin if you're listening please be our friend
1: mr bacon we'll treat you with some reverence that Fine, you deserve whereas i'm
2: just going in on that first name basis
1: mr bacon uh in your starring turn in frost nixon um i think that you were wholly underused i don't know why they focused on david frost and richard nixon they should have focused on kevin bacon please tell ron howard that
2: hello ron our other friend yeah. <laughs> uh
1: so steve martin and kevin bacon they both chase after a cab um
2: It's very dramatic. It's
1: very dramatic. Kevin
2: Bacon does not utter a single word. No. And it's still the most stirring performance of our time.
1: Yeah. He doesn't... uh, Steve Martin doesn't catch the cab. Kevin Bacon sizzles his way into the cab. (laughs) Uh, And then... He crisps up the cab. uh, So he goes (laughs) to catch another cab. But this cab is being held by someone who I assume... Grew up with a very absentee father.
2: Someone who I would refer to as Karen's husband. You yes. know what I'm saying?
1: A Ken. A Ken.
2: <clears throat> a Ken.
1: Um, who Steve Martin has to bribe with $70 to take the cab from.
2: He reminds me of um, Patrick Bateman. Mm-hmm. Big time. Well, Getting some big Patrick Bateman vibes. He's a
1: Wall Street trader in the 80s. They're all Patrick Bateman.
2: You're right. You're right. I still haven't seen that movie, but I read the book.
1: You read the. Anyway. Oh, American Psycho. I thought you were talking about yeah. Wall Street for a second. I was like, there's no oh, book. God,
2: well, sort of, but not really. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but Steve Martin doesn't get that cab. Even though he puts his suitcase in there, he doesn't get the cab. Because you know who does get the cab? Who, Dan? Del Griffith. John Candy. Jonathan Candyman. Can
2: I just say for one moment. No. I feel too late
0: <laughs> you are the
2: steve martin to my john candy in this movie at some points.
1: at points at
2: all points but at some points for sure
1: absolutely a hundred percent um mm-hmm.
2: not when he's taking off his socks publicly that had me ugh. well not on a plane but like i've definitely taken my socks off at friends homes you
1: know i don't know i've never taken my socks off outside of my home
2: Dan is a never nude. If you don't know what that is, watch Arrested Development.
1: <laughs> it is. Uh, it's a chemical weapon. If I take my socks off, my feet Me smell too. so bad all the time.
2: Uh, Dan, no! You need like some essential Botox oils. in my
1: heels you need or some something.
2: Milk. Oh God, that would hurt so bad. <gasps> don't even make that joke. Would I get taller? Flight.
1: Would I be taller no. if I put Botox in my heels?
2: No. But your heels would be swollen you probably wouldn't be able to walk for a day
1: oh great can't <laughs> wait yep uh, so eventually they everybody get everybody meaning John Candy and Steve Martin they get to LaGuardia Airport uh, the worst of the New York area airports
2: why did I did I did they say LaGuardia did I just miss that I assumed it was JFK Uh
1: no, I, I don't think they said LaGuardia. It might have shown up in the background. I'm just basing this off mm-hmm. of the Wikipedia page. Um, As always. Yeah. So they get there. Uh, Steve Martin and John Candy meet for the first time. Uh, mm-hmm. Steve Martin is uh, exactly what you expect A executive to act like. He's very uppity, very, very better than you. Um in his demeanor and John Candy is John Candy.
0: Yep,
2: pretty much. Uh
1: and that does describe our give and take on this podcast.
2: Not always. You're not uppity. But, no, but I, I I always play-
1: consider myself as better than you. Whether yeah, or not no. I am. I'm not.
2: Oh my god. Everybody, this podcast is over. Thank you for tuning into the last episode. <laughs>
1: Just kidding. Thank you for tuning in the conclusion of In Conclusion.
2: Literally. Oh. Thank no. you, gobblers, for this fun ride. No, I'm kidding.
1: Anna, we Damn. both have such an immense amount of Catholic guilt. We think we're better than nobody.
2: True.
1: Which, true. I, which is also true.
2: Also true. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Wow. Again, wow.
1: This is our... Good. It's half Catholic guilt, half films, you know?
2: Yeah. This is a religious podcast. Find us at the religious section.
1: Yeah. On Spotify. (laughs) Just just go under. If you search God. um, Unfortunately, you'll find us. Saying swears.
2: (laughs) (laughs) St. Anthony Padilla. I'm going to keep saying that. Oh, God. I'm so embarrassed.
1: I thought we would end up talking about gobbling and swallowing a lot because it's our Thanksgiving special. But no. Me too. No, we're just talking about Smosh. Smosh has finally been canonized.
2: I'm telling you one more time as we continue. This is the last time I'll say, if you don't know who Anthony Padilla is, give him a goo. You'll be changed forever.
1: I hope not. Changed I hope you won't be changed forever. If you're me, you'll be changed forever. If you're you, you've already been changed forever.
2: Yeah, or just check out the Instagram. I'm sure I'll post a picture of him instead of the turkey I had originally (laughs) planned.
1: (laughs) Oh my Happy gosh.
2: Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> you were gonna gobble and swabble a turkey, but no, instead, Anthony Padilla, get over here. It's time for your ten AM gobbling and swallowing appointment.
2: Oh his girlfriend's really pretty too. Anyway. So just wanted to in share planes, that.
1: trains and automobiles. The yes. flight that is supposed to go from LaGuardia to O'Hare gets diverted to Wichita due to a blizzard in Chicago.
2: Which like now, wouldn't that mm, probably not on a holiday? Never mind. I thankfully have not experienced something like this before, so I don't really know. If I remember correctly, maybe I made this up, but I think my parents almost had to sleep in an airport once because mm-hmm. of something similar to this. But my mom could listen to this and go, that didn't happen. Maybe I made it up, but. I mean, I know that does happen sometimes that people like literally just sleep on the floor of the airport because they have nowhere else to go. Yeah. What a nightmare, if I may just say. What a germ-ridden <laughs> nightmare. I'd be up all night because, ew. I mean, like laying down like toilet seat covers, trying to get enough ground <laughs> covered so I can sleep.
1: Um, yeah, I know that it, flights are diverted a lot less now than they mm-hmm. were because it's just more cost efficient to cancel the flight or keep delaying yeah. it. Um, but yeah, I. it's always fun when my dad was like, yeah, I, I had to spend the night in the airport and he's always very upset about that.
2: Yeah, ew, I hope he also is laying down enough toilet seat covers so that the floor is not germy on him.
1: Oh no, he, he he's a frequent flyer so he always has like a, a pass to the Admirals Club or whatever. Oh,
2: so he's in the fancy chair well that's good at
1: least yes hi dad you don't listen um so they're in wichita and basically this is where we get the buddy portion of the film because steve martin and john candy uh they agree to go together and stay at a motel in wichita uh and they're driven there by i assume the skinned version of the cab driver from halloween town
2: I just realized I don't even have my notes open yet. Holy cow. <laughs> Ooh, there we go. Because you were saying something about um, that specific... Uh, it, <sighs> that cab gave me anxiety. Mm-hmm. I, also, can I just talk about something that might not be familiar to people who aren't from the Midwest? One thing I found completely unrelatable about this film... Was the number of people who were flying in full suits. You didn't bring a pair of sweats to change into, preferably not matching, like just so that the flight could be a little more comfortable for
1: you. Like, this is the Reagan era, baby. Nobody yeah, wears like, sweatpants. It's all relate. busy businessmen in suits, and busy businesswomen in suits, and busy business children in suits. Nothing but three piece suits and trilbies.
2: You will not catch me flying on a plane in anything more than leggings and a t shirt, maybe a sweatshirt. And no makeup, hair in a bun so that I can have it on top of my head so I can just rest it back and go to sleep.
1: choice mint
2: Mm -hmm. ideal
1: um so they they end up let's spend the night together they say which they do Uh, so they end up spending the night together in a in a cheap motel um
2: Uh, with a vibrating bed which absolutely sent me over the edge
1: with a vibrating bed and poor water pressure um and john candy of course dries his socks and washes his socks in the sink Mm -hmm.
2: He tries his underwear. Oh god.
1: Hey, at least, at least he's washing up. At least he's keeping his clothes clean.
2: I guess I mean that is good, but <laughs> like could you not have placed your underwear? So I guess there's not a lot of room in that hotel but still. Yeah. Oh god, that hotel was just <laughs> appalling and they wake up and there's Cracker Jacks all in the bed mm-hmm. I was like oh god what a nightmare
1: <laughs> they also wake up because they have to share a bed there's only one one bed in the room uh, and John Candy is very lovingly cuddling Steve Martin he's the big spoon Steve Martin's the little spoon Oh god. and he's got his hand between two pillows but those aren't pillows no no no
2: what were they supposed to be his legs his, his butt cheeks his cheeks Okay, I wasn't sure if it was his thighs, you know, slide your little paw between that thigh gap,
0: <laughs> get warmed up.
2: May I just say, though, another time I'm John Candy, that's how I try to cuddle with Gage. <laughs> he's always Little Spoon, and I'm always Big Spoon, and he's always annoyed about it when he wakes up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to say, if you're if we're falling through on the metaphor of me and you as John Candy and Steve oh. Martin, that's how I try to cuddle mm-hmm. with you, and I'm like, Anna, Anna, Anna. I have no memory of you cuddling with me. When are these no, sneak we've... cuddles happening? When did they happen? i have never
2: cuddled that I know of,
1: Dan.
2: <laughs> um, I think instead for us, we'd wake up and it would just be a firm handshake, you know?
1: <laughs> just strong.
2: Mm, good morning.
1: Constant grip strength, I see there. Ah. Mm, would you like to get some continental hand, are... breakfast?
2: Absolutely. Are there mimosas? Also, can I just say... <laughs> I watched this and I had a flashback to a conversation you and I had about how men hate sharing beds because they automatically, like, because of toxic masculinity, it makes them think they're gay. Absolutely. Whereas I feel like if girls did that, even if they woke up spooning, they'd be like, just good morning and, like, go on with their day. Uh Like, just vibe.
1: (laughs) I, yes, I do not, like, share. I don't, well, my issue is I don't want my leg hair touching anyone else's leg hair Ever.
2: Man, it is a good thing we're not dating or cuddling because you don't want your leg hair mingling with mine. Gage calls them my spider legs. Oh,
1: my God.
2: (laughs) Anyway, you don't want your leg hair touching another man's leg hair, correct?
1: Yes. And also, I just like to to spread out on the bed. I get disappointed when I'm trying to sleep and Anna is there and I'm like, you're taking up so much of the bed.
2: Oh, you're just like Gage. You're no fun. He's the same way. Whenever I have to get up early before him, he's like, okay, go, okay, bye, when my alarm goes off, and I'm like, no, give I have two <laughs> seconds to just, like, stay in my warm little hole here? I'm good, like, but I'm, I'm also, that way, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'm so tired, but I'm actually not, and I just want to go to bed early and have the bed to myself for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Ideal. <laughs> Ideal.
1: Telling secrets here.
2: Mm-hmm. Welcome back to our secret
1: podcast. Uh so next up well also they get all their money stolen from them by a burglar
2: which never comes up again which like is oh, so weird. I mean but... it
1: comes up the plot point comes up. They just needed to Yeah wait the to burglar lose their never cash.
2: comes back I mean, yeah. you know.
1: So the next day they are going to go to Chicago by train, which tells Chicago probably a, a pretty boring but pretty pl- train ride, you know. It's very flat. Just
2: like most train rides are.
1: Yeah, it's basically just through Okay, wait. Let me think of the map right now. Wichita is in Kansas. Kansas. Maybe some doesn't touch Illinois. I think you need to go through Missouri. Yeah, just be straight through Missouri. Oh,
0: Missouri! Excuse me. Wow, just
1: mentioning Kansas makes you yawn.
2: Yeah, it does. Just mentioning Missouri <laughs> makes me yawn. Just mentioning train rides makes me yawn. I always sleep on the train.
1: Uh, so. Since this is where Steve Martin and John Candy will never see each other again, they say their goodbyes. They say it's been inexperience. It's been interesting, not fun.
2: Hit, yeah. Hit each other with a peace sign. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go, it's lit! And then walk away. Um, mm-hmm. So they get on the train. I kept getting, I was very nervous that the train was going to pull away without them getting onto it. Because they were saying goodbyes <laughs> on the platform for hours
2: god whenever i take a train as soon as they say like boarding is starting i'm in that line i'm like first in line because i'm mm-hmm. nervous
1: i am the first person on the train it. i would know when it. i worked for my dad um i would mm-hmm. take the train in and out of chicago um mm-hmm. and on the train ride back the train would leave at like 3 30 I would get there before they even had the doors open. I'd just be standing outside in Union Station like, let me in. Open the door, please. I need to get on the train Mm -hmm. 45 minutes early.
2: Pretty much. I always make our friend Jordan meet me at the train station because I get so, like, I've only, I didn't go on the train until I was in college. Uh Uh-huh. And I had no idea where anything was in the train station. And I was just really nervous about it. (laughs) So the first couple times that I'd go to Chicago and I'd meet her there, I'd be like, can you please meet me at the train station? I have no clue what I'm doing or where I am. I got to get my venture card. I'm really nervous. Blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But now I'm all good. By which I mean, I just haven't been able to go to Chicago in a while.
1: Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Jordan, listen to the Halloween Town series. She was our guest.
2: Yeah, she was. And she's a good friend.
1: Yes. So they... Are on the train. However, da, 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 the train breaks down in the yeah. middle of a farm, and everybody decided to
2: get off the yeah. train. What the
1: heck? Everybody just gets off the train and walks through like a mile of fields.
2: If the train actually broke down in real life, you know you'd be stuck. Like they'd uh-huh. be like, "Okay, stay on the train for an hour. We have a snack car and some bathrooms.
1: Right? Yeah. There's a bar car.
2: Towel. Yeah."
1: Um, when the train broke down, I, because I'm 97 years old, I was reminded of the episode of the Rifleman where they have to stop no! the train because there are crickets on the tracks and the crickets will derail the train. And when the train stopped, two criminals hold up the train and the Rifleman from
2: 1957. I'm tearing up right now. You know, with Chuck and Connors. I am very familiar because whenever my grandma comes over, I love her. God love her. I love her so much. Whenever my grandma comes over, I'll be watching something. She's Mm -hmm. like, "Hmm, put on the Rifleman. It starts soon. You like the (laughs) Rifleman. And I'm like, I really don't. She's like, put on the Rifleman. And I'm like, ugh. And then my dad's like, put on the Rifleman so your grandma can watch it. And I'm like, ugh. (laughs) Then I do because I'm a good granddaughter and also because I'm a normal granddaughter who just does what her grandma asks. Yeah, exactly. Hate that show. Hate it. So dull to me.
1: Ugh! How dare you?
2: Sorry, Dan. Favorite western. Do you want to go live with my family? Favorite western. Yeah, western
1: show. Back to the Future Three. Not a, a okay. Favorite western show. <laughs> everything. Everything is wrapped up in thirty minutes. It's all cut and dry. It's a nice father-son relationship. There's good oh, we're humor. Oh, we rifleman. Chuck Connors. Smoke show of a man. Former professional baseball and basketball player, Chuck Connors. He broke a backboard while dunking. The slander you have thrown is... I don't like that show? Immeasurable. Sorry,
2: Dan. I also don't like Little House on the Prairie. Oh, I don't,
1: I don't either. Okay, don't good. worry about that. Little House on the Prairie... The only good thing they did was blow up the little house at the end. Stop. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, So, back to the movie. The train breaks down. They all walk through the field. And they end up going to Jefferson City, which is where the bus goes out of. Um, And they have to raise money to actually afford their bus tickets because they have no cash and they don't accept credit cards there because it's the 80s. Um, And... Dell, who is a shower curtain ring salesman, uh, sells shower curtain rings to all the, the women and men at the bus station as jewelry. And it's a great I loved pitch. that.
2: I do, Very too. Very innovative. Yeah. I loved the scene when all the, he goes, it makes you look older. And all the yeah. <laughs> teenage girls are wearing them, and they, like, throw their money at him. I was yeah. like, yup, Absolutely. That's it.
1: That's a perfect sales pitch for that.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean... I absolutely would have bought them if I was a teen and somebody was like, they make you look so mature. I'd be like, absolutely, thank you. <laughs> I'm a mature adult. I mean, that's how I'm trying to buy things now, you know? Like, trying to tell pe- have people tell me I look older. It's not going very well.
1: I'm the opposite way. I'm just trying to get student discounts forever.
2: Oh, yeah, you definitely know I'm trying to get student discounts all the time. I still use my Marquette ID.
1: Yeah, can I get a... S- Marquette ID's great because it doesn't have a year on it.
2: Absolutely.
1: Um, but I'm imagining you trying to get a student discount and also being mature and calling like a life insurance hotline and being like, do you have a student discount for my life insurance Absolutely. Catch term your, catch life? Me. Yeah, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: pretty much. Um, so eventually they, they get enough cash um, and they buy the two bus tickets. And as they are riding the bus where they see basically uh, some folks making making whoopee to quote and Frank Sinatra. Also
2: a little boy whose mom needs to tell him to sit down
1: yeah the little boy who was running up and down the aisles of a I, greyhound oh. bus
2: oh god maybe i'm just old but that was driving me nuts i was like somebody tell their son to sit down like <laughs> pull him into the seat
1: you put your butt in the seat young man and sit Pick a here, spot.
2: Stay here until yep.
1: we get to st
2: louis when you're not running. Oh, God.
1: My teacher mode would have kicked
2: in. I'm not even a teacher.
1: <laughs> uh, but the tickets, yeah, they're only good to St. Louis that they're on. Um, so they have to find a way to get home from St. Louis. So they get to St. Louis and then Steve Martin and John Candy. They have lunch. They can't pay and for lunch. a diner, lunch. right? Yeah. yeah um at a, at a place that i would love to eat at oh my gosh that place looked delicious i love diners mm. every restaurant They're should be fine. a diner that th- yes every restaurant should be a diner because a, a big issue that i have is small plates i hate small plates i want big <laughs> plates and diners
2: are ancient
1: diners have a lot of food for for reasonable prices how old Damn, am I? You're
2: so old. A thousand. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, can every every place be like a Asian fusion restaurant?
1: An Asian fusion diner.
2: I'd go. I'd yeah. check it out. It has a giant plate of ramen, I'd absolutely try it.
1: Pho and milkshakes? What more could you want?
2: Oh my God. <laughs> the two base corners of my food pyramid.
1: <laughs> uh, so they they break up. And Neil goes to rent a car. Um, however, when he goes to his spot, the car is not there. So he trucks his way from the car rental area to the terminal, which includes crossing the highway and also walking across the runway.
2: Oh,
1: God. And I'm like, okay, I guess this is pre 9 11 because yep. that's the only way this would work. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then he gets to the car rental counter where he sees Edie McClurg from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes on, uh, well, to say it charitably, a brief tirade about renting a car.
2: I would say a rant.
1: A rant, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is really the only reason the movie has an R rating is because he basically goes, I want an effing Toyota, I want an effing Datsun, I want a car, and I want, it's just like, three minutes, it's very, I love it it's very funny Mm -hmm. Um, it's just a three minute rant of give him a car, but he doesn't have any like, proof, because he threw away his rental agreement
2: yeah yeah, I mean, it's what we're all thinking when we're trying to rent a car
1: yeah um, but so, I was watching this through AMC on demand, um, which means okay. that it was the A- AMC TV channel um, TV edit version of the movie. So oh, okay. They basically watched the... trimmed this movie in half. Not the movie, this scene in half. Yeah. Because so, they weren't going to have him saying the F word 9,000 times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I was watching it, and I was like, this scene doesn't make any sense. He just walks up to the counter and very angrily goes, I want a Datsun. And then she goes, you're screwed. And that's it. That doesn't make any sense. Well,
2: I saw the whole thing. So, yeah. hello.
1: And then I looked it up on YouTube later and I was like, oh my gosh, this makes so much more sense.
2: Yep.
1: yep. Uh, so if you're watching it on AMC, just look up that scene. Now, the rest of the movie is the same. But if you, you need to get some good effing content.
2: Mm-hmm. Some good swears.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, So he, Steve Martin, he then tries to get a taxi to Chicago. uh, And if you've ever tried to get a taxi from Chicago to St. Louis or vice versa, you may know that doesn't happen.
2: No, it's a five hour drive. Yeah. That I've made in case we forgot.
1: (laughs) Uh, And Steve Martin, he's he's uber pissed. Uh, And he gets in a fight with the cab driver, but the cab driver just knocks him down. Nearly kills him. He almost gets run over. Um, You seem like you have something to say.
2: No, I just was sighing.
1: Ah. Um, so Just breathing. Luckily, Steve Martin is picked up by John Candy. Jonathan Candyman, as I like to call him. Um, And they get to drive... All the way to Chicago from St. Louis.
2: Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. During the scene, I don't remember where this came from. I don't remember the context. But my only note is Dan and I ending calls to each other with gobble gobble. (laughs) So I think somebody does that at some point.
1: I do think so.
2: I just wanted to tell you that as I looked at my notes, I saw that and I was like, what the heck? What does
1: that mean? And why is it me? Literally. <laughs> uh, so they, end, they start driving to Chicago. Um, the rental car that John Candy is driving is probably <laughs> stolen from Steve Martin. Uh, and the the two of them, they're arguing basically throughout this whole trip. Um, specifically here is kind of where it starts to boil <laughs> over. Yeah. Um,
2: it was a very anxiety-inducing scene, if was, I may say.
1: Because Steve Martin is smoking. Mm-hmm. Or is it John Candy who's smoking? One of the oh, two John of them. Oh, John Candy smokes. Yeah.
2: John Candy smokes.
1: He smokes and he flips the butt out the window. But it flies back into the back seat. And it just kind of like sits there simmering whining, getting ready to burn <laughs> in the back seat of the car.
2: God, I watched this really horrible video of a guy eating cigarette butts the other day. I don't what? really know why. I just did. So um, just wanted to add that little tidbit in.
1: I really... I'm not happy that you did. I really Me wish either. I could erase that thought.
2: Thank you, Dan. I appreciate the sentiment, but it's too late, so... <laughs>
1: It's too late to turn back now. I believe, I believe, I believe he ate cigarette butts. He did, indeed. Uh, so they're arguing and it's getting late. Uh, and Steve Martin has broken the passenger seat chair. Of course he does. And they I thought up... it was G-
2: uh, John Candy who...
1: No, John Candy, he's driving and he gets his coat stuck. On the seats.
2: Oh my God. That's my mom's favorite scene. <laughs>
1: yup. She uh, literally
2: texted me. She's like, Are you at the part where his coat gets stuck yet? And I'm like, Yup. Watching you right now.
1: She's like, Ah, oh, hilarious.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so Steve Martin, he's asleep, and John Candy is his coat stuck in the seat because he's trying to take it off because, you know, it's getting just, a little just hot in the car. Just pull
2: your arms out. You know, yeah. just, just pull your arms out. No, no, no. That's all you got to do.
1: No, 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 Anna. That's not how you do it. Instead, you just keep kind of. <laughs> Jerking and wiggling and jabblin' and blah, blah 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 until you basically have spin off the road and end up going off the exit.
2: Also, take your jacket off one arm at a time so that you have the other arm on the wheel still. I mean, I guess maybe I'm coming at this with too much logic, you know what I'm saying? But still.
1: 33-year-old movie destroyed with facts and logic.
2: <gasps> you know how I do.
1: It's us, your YouTube recommendations. Um... So eventually, he he gets the coat off. I will say, um,
2: almost dies in the process. Yeah,
1: and then the the Steve Martin wakes up, and they start driving back. They get on the freeway, but uh oh, they're going the wrong way. And there is a, a car that is coming on the other side of the road that's going the correct way that tries to tell them that they are going the wrong way. Steve Martin. Reads this as oh, just a couple of drunk drivers gonna get someone killed. God, <laughs> the, I, the hubris.
2: This is the scene where they turn into skeletons for a they brief do. moment.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and John, John Candy becomes the devil.
2: Yes, yeah. I was like, what the heck? I was like, this is a drug trip. It's and the skeletons thing is so brief that like mm-hmm. if you blink, you miss it.
1: It, it's so random because it's not mentioned at all.
0: No, no.
1: It's hilarious, but it's so it random. Oh and then John it, Candy's it just, wearing a store-bought devil costume.
2: Truly, that was it for me. I was like, yes, I loved the <laughs> devil costume. I thought that was a look.
1: Um, oh, they God. end up having to ba- barely making it through two trucks. They get basically the sides of the car. Completely... two cheese
2: trucks one of them's a cheese truck actually
1: of course you knew that
2: because I, I put down not the cheese truck <laughs> <laughs> that's just what my note says
1: the most important plot point the cheese truck no
2: well my uncle drove a cheese truck actually he drove um, the world's largest wheel of, tre- wheel of cheese across America part of the way when it got to the Midwest leg way back in the 80s
1: around this time around mm-hmm. the time of the film that mm-hmm. could have been him
2: it could have been but it wasn't
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh so they barely make it through they end up they pull over to compose themselves and try to make sure that the car is still drivable uh, and as they God, are i
2: would have ascended into the next life if that was me <laughs> i would have been gone bye
1: <laughs> <laughs> you just start raising up
2: Literally, I would have ascended.
1: Uh, but as they are taking a moment before heading forward, uh, the car sets on fire. The inside of the car is lit ablaze by the cigarette it's buds. Bad.
2: It's, it's bad. It's all bad.
1: Everything is coming to a head at this point.
2: Mm-hmm. Truly. Um,
1: but showing some character development, instead of basically both of them straight up killing each other, they just start Which laughing each it. Which would have been
2: the logical choice, you know, right? would have been to... Kill each other.
1: But they're friends now. They just start laughing about it. Because they're also psychologically tormented by each other. And they're broken.
2: They are. They're damaged. They're traumatized. Did you just say damaged? They're going to have. Yes?
1: Now I'm picturing them both with damaged tattoos on their foreheads like Jared Leto's Joker. Oh my god,
2: no. No, I need (laughs) to No. (sighs) Not Jared Leto Joker, please. Anything but that. (laughs)
1: That's my sleep paralysis demon. No. Literally.
0: Oh,
2: God. But it's like not even him doing any Joker things. It's just him announcing that he's going to play the Joker. <laughs> it's the, it's the um, promo shot of him with his hands on his face, just mm-hmm. with his mouth open with the ha-ha-has tattooed. <gasps> That's very specific, but you know what I
1: mean. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, so they... What basically happens is that their credit cards were in the glove compartment of the car because that's where Dell decided to put them for some reason.
2: Because, you know, that's the logical move. Put all your prized possessions right into the glove compartment of a rental car.
1: Yeah. So now not only do they not have any cash, they don't have credit cards. Um, It's 1987, so there's no way to get cash
2: or freeze your card. Or
1: freeze your Well, I don't think you need to freeze your card. It's kind of been burnt. Um,
2: you know what I mean. Yes. In case. Um,
1: so they, have, they go to a motel to spend the night. And Steve Martin has to pawn off his watch to the God, hotel clerk. Expensive watch. It is a very expensive watch. Oh, um, nice it, watch. It was. And then uh, John Candy tries to do the same, but he has a Casio. So, doesn't oh, go God. as well. Um, and John Candy It'll is going go to. Today.
2: Apparently, retro watches are very in right they now. They are
1: very in. My. I got a. For mine and Anna's anniversary, she got me a nice watch, which I'm very happy for.
2: Oh, nice. Um,
1: to replace the $8 Casios that I kept breaking every six months that I would oh, get. Oh, Lord.
2: Gage and I don't buy each other anniversary presents, but I've contemplated um, getting him. New batteries for his watches because he does not wear them because they tell time. He wears them because they're fashionable, so none of his watches tell time.
1: <laughs> Whoa. No. Wrong.
2: I mean, he's not the only person I know that does it. But it is wrong.
1: Like These people hurt my elderly heart.
2: I know. <laughs> he's also, like i'll just look at my phone anyway
1: what i wear my watch on my wrong wrist
2: well, i wear it on I my don't right know what...
1: hand you're supposed to wear it on your non-dominant hand i oh, don't Oh,
2: good i wear mine on my left hand oh good i wear mine for on you. my left hand thank you
1: what's it like being normal um
2: it's pretty good <laughs> it's pretty good
1: i wouldn't know i'm different i'm the main character
2: <laughs> I like to dramatically tap my watch when people are annoying me.
1: <laughs> places to be, places to be, folks, mm-hmm. places to be. Pretty much. Um so Steve Martin eventually invites John Candy in cuz he will freeze himself to death if he tries to stay in the burnt out mm-hmm. carcass of the car overnight. Um and they end up drinking all of the airplane liquor that John Candy has been keeping in his trunk that he's been carrying around the whole movie uh, and getting to know each other better. Uh, they laugh. They're having over. a heart to heart. They are. It's great. Breaking down the walls of toxic masculinity.
2: It's becoming a bromantic comedy, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh So they then, s- they spend the night together, probably do a Wink. little kissing, a little bit of kissing. On the ear
2: like they did the last time. <laughs>
1: Um, and they next morning they're driving back to Chicago uh, in the hollowed out carcass of uh, a dying car what was once
2: the artist formerly known as a car (laughs) Uh, of
1: of course they get pulled over by a cop who's like this car is not street legal do you have any idea how fast you're going nope Yep. everything's burnt out except the radio the radio works great (laughs)
2: That's all you need, right? Yeah.
1: Right? You don't need
2: a motor or like a motor, anything else.
1: I, you're, I'm you're, i the wrong guy for trying to come up with the name of another car part.
2: Yeah, I literally don't <laughs> know a single other car part. Could you tell? Was it obvious? Tires. Steering wheel. Pedals. That's all. Of them. Seats.
1: CD changer? I don't know. I know the insides Oil. of the car. I don't know any There's of the, like some the things fluid. that make it work.
2: Yeah. Windshield c- wiper fluid.
1: I've heard the term catalytic converter.
2: I have no clue what you just said. Dan, I, I have no clue what you just said. I think said. it's a
1: kind of pasta. Um, <laughs>
2: <The> catalytic converter.
1: <laughs> so they... they The car gets impounded by the cops. Uh, and they are in a small town. What is the name of the town? In the middle of Illinois. It's in like Moline, Illinois or something. No Uh, clue. But they end up hitching a ride on a milk truck back to Chicago, which is my dream.
2: I love dairy products.
1: (laughs) They hitch a ride in the back of a milk truck because the driver's a little weird and won't let them sit in the cab. Okay,
2: yeah, I was like, he's going to murder you. When I watched (laughs) that scene, I remember distinctly being like, he won't let you in the cab of the truck. He's going to, like, there's people waiting, hiding in the milk to, like, kill you.
1: Wait, in the milk? Like, they're going to yes, come out dripping wet in dairy?
2: <laughs> each gallon holds one person who's been shrunk down.
1: <laughs> they're going to stand on top of each other and form yep. a Superman. Super mm-hmm, Milkman. And then they're going to murder you. Pretty much. <laughs> it's a simply realistic super, film.
2: Simply super cow. <laughs>
1: uh, so the two of them, they get to Chicago. Their long journey having been completed they say a, a a a friendly, like a, a bros, a, a dude's goodbye to each other. A they gentlemanly
2: a hug. goodbye
1: hug on each the L, other. which
2: looks exactly the same as it does now.
1: The L has not changed in a hundred years.
2: Not a single bit.
1: The blue line is exactly the same.
2: He gets on the train and I'm like, have I sat in those exact seats? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like,
1: I, I You might have, because I don't think that the trains themselves have been switched out in at least 50 years.
2: Hmm. Is it the person who just got on the train that smells like urine, or is
1: it the seats because they've never been washed? Or is it me when I'm on the no, train? No, I hope I don't it know. wasn't me. So Steve Martin, he is riding on the L, uh, taking an L, some would say. Uh, and as he's been riding, there. you've been there, done that, taking an L on the L? I have the
2: taken L. the L I've taken an L. Well, every time <laughs> I ride the L, there's usually me taking an L happening.
1: So... As he's riding, he thinks back to things that John Candy has said throughout the film, like how he hasn't been home in eight years and how he misses his wife.
2: This part really made me sad. I'm just going to say it straight out. I was like, this is it. This is the part where it's become a romantic comedy. Mm -hmm. This is the romantic, you know. Yeah. I didn't take the plane scene, you know.
1: Yeah. So. Not to
2: reference Friends, which I've only seen mm-hmm. a handful of times. Not that I'm, like, bragging about it. I just don't
1: really like Friends. Anyway. <laughs> That's a lot to unpack, and we'll have a whole I'm sorry. sub-series of episodes. I didn't mean
2: to polarize this episode. <laughs> I'm just
1: saying. Uh, so Steve Martin goes back to the train station, and he's like, come on, you're coming with me because – Crying. yeah. Dell's wife has been dead for eight years, and he doesn't have a house, a home to go to for Thanksgiving.
2: <sighs> and I'm sobbing.
1: So Steve Martin takes him in, and they go home to his house for Thanksgiving. And they have, he meets the family, and it's wonderful and fantastic. And as everybody's crying and cheering, we roll the credits.
2: Oh, wait, Dan. We don't roll the credits quite yet. It ends on a freeze frame. Then we roll the credits. Sorry. A That's freeze very frame. important to me.
1: Okay. A freeze frame of John Candy's wistfully smiling face.
2: It's so 1980s. Mm-hmm. So 1980s. Also, I'm sorry in advance if you hear me like struggling to breathe. My allergies are so bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like sitting here like, <sighs> I sound like a pug. Like, it's so bad.
1: Somebody get a Q-tip we anyway. need to unplug your nose.
2: Yeah, for real. I was trying to, while I was in the bathroom, I was like, maybe I can take a second to unplug my nose. And then I was like, I'm taking a really long time. Dan's going to be concerned. (laughs) Dan's going to (laughs) think I fell in.
1: So that's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Um, Ah, cute. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's very fun.
2: It's, I mean, I like it a lot. Um, Definitely don't think it could have been made today. Just because things, as far as how travel works, are so mm-hmm. different.
1: Yeah, they tried to make, like, the, like, buddy road trip comedy, like, uh-oh, we gotta get somewhere in some time. Yeah. The cell phone has totally thrown that off, that you need to be yeah. really different to do that. Like, they tried to do that, The like, movie Due Date, with Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Efron at hmm um from 2010 they kind of did the same thing sure if that's what you want to call him um they try to do the same thing it it just doesn't work as well or or like the episode of the office where michael like loses his phone and is trying to get back to the office it it's just a completely different dynamic
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: yeah and also you you could take an uber from st louis to chicago i'm sure somebody would do it
1: it Someone would. It'd be expensive, Mm -hmm. but it'd
2: be so expensive, but they'd do it. Yeah. If you really want to ride in the back of a stranger's Uber while they awkwardly offer you a mint every two seconds.
1: (laughs) You want the ox?
2: Yeah, I got some bottled water right here. Like, like, should I take this bottled water from a stranger?
1: You mind if I listen to a podcast? It's different. You may not have heard of it. It's Joe Rogan. Oh God.
2: Oh, man. This is why every time I had to take an Uber, I'd just bring my headphones along and wouldn't talk. Mm -hmm. Except for the one time where the guy um, was driving me to my Spanish learning – what was it? What was it called? Service learning. To my service Uh learning placement. He's like, where are you going? I was like, oh, I'm translating tax forms for people into Spanish. And he's like, And then we talked in Spanish the whole time. That's the only time. And then he – wouldn't let me tip him because he said i needed the money for my education and i was like thank you sir
1: oh my god he
2: was really nice i remember Yo, kiero
1: really. i know he was great um so yeah it's a good movie it's fun i really i really enjoy like plot driven comedies more mm-hmm. than the like judd apatow style characters just riffing actors just riffing for 45 minutes i like the the tight plots. Like I was watching. Yeah. They did a double feature of Ferris Bueller and Tommy Boy. And I'm like, Tommy Boy, it's fun. I like it. It's not all that good. It's enjoyable. But I'm like, oh, it's all plot driven. Oh, it's so yeah. great. It's so tight. It's got a beginning, middle and an end. and It all makes sense.
2: I don't want to say what my favorite comedy is because I don't want to get made fun of. Say it. It's Tall Day, Good Night's.
1: I'm not gonna make fun of that. <laughs> I
2: love Towel Taken Knights so much. Fun, that's plot driven. That's more yeah. plot driven.
1: Yeah, the the Adam McKay comedy is their plot driven too. Mm-hmm. Mostly. I mean like in Anchorman you have the riffs, but there's yeah, definitely but There's a storyline. Yeah. Um Any any thoughts you have about the movie, about the the relationship between the dudes. I
2: told you it's bromantic. They, I mean, you know, like any good romantic comedy, they start off hating each other.
0: hmm And
2: by the end, they're inseparable.
0: They you are. Know, that's all truly. I need.
2: And I, I just really liked it. Like, I liked that even though John Candy, his character was, like, so over the top and irritating and annoying and all the very least kind of person you want to be traveling with.
0: Mm-hmm
2: he was doing the most to, like, try and be a good person, it felt like, even when he was kind of being slimy about it. Yeah. And, I don't know, like, you know, oh, I'm stuck with him. Like, I don't know. It was all the classic tropes of comedy, but, like, you finally, like, I'm trying to think of a good, like, it's very, you've got male, you know. Some mm-hmm. classic Tom and name i'm forgetting Meg oh ryan. my god thank you Meg ryan <laughs>
1: <laughs> it definitely is um mm-hmm. some trivia about the movie uh so michael mckean gets fourth billing mm-hmm. on the poster and in the yeah. movie he's in the movie for 90 seconds he's the cop he that the pulls friend? them over
2: oh god he's the cop yeah i was like he's gotta be somebody who has like five lines
1: yeah um the Steve Martin was convinced to join after he read only two scenes: the seat adjustment in the car and then the car rental scene where he's just the f bombs. yeah um The original plot involved Dell being a bungling vampire bent on trying to get Neil to invite him to his family's house because vampires can only be invited in to get enter a house. Uh, now
2: that I'd see. That I would
1: see. <laughs> but John Hughes was impressed by the chemistry between Steve Martin and John Candy that he rewrote it to just be a wholesome Thanksgiving movie.
2: How about maybe we also release the vampire version?
1: I, I would love it. I don't think it was filmed. I think he rewrote it once it was cast and he saw the like table reads and stuff. Disappointing.
2: How about? How about... We rewrite the script again,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and then release, don't be shy, release the vampire movie. (laughs)
1: Uh, So John Hughes originally wanted Tom Hanks to be Steve Martin's role, and John Travolta to be John Candy's role, Uh, but Tom Hanks was shooting big at the time, (gasps) and the Paramount executives did not want John Travolta. So because yeah, no offense to John Travolta,
2: like he's not that funny,
1: and he's just not right for the role.
2: Yeah, also true. Yeah, love how I whispered that as though he's going to listen and be offended.
1: Yeah, or he won't be able to hear it if you talk yeah. quietly enough while he's listening to the show. Oh God,
2: John Travolta's down the hall, but I have some gossip <laughs> I need to
1: share. Uh, Rick Moranis was also considered for <gasps> Steve Martin.
2: Rick Moranis.
1: And John Cute. Goodman was considered <gasps> for. Uh, Del Griffith.
2: You know I love John Goodman. And
1: honestly, I think that would be great. I think both of them together would work very well. Them separately, probably not.
2: I'm seeing, I'm hearing a Pacha style John Goodman for Uh this role. You know, I'm getting big Pacha vibes. Mm -hmm. Um, In case anybody is not hip, that's his character from Emperor's New Groove.
1: Um, I think you need to reword that and say in case anybody who is hip does not know. No, I love Emperor's, Emperor's New
2: Groove. New Groove. <laughs> exactly.
1: Neither You can't say that either of us are hip.
2: Yeah, but everybody likes Emperor's New Groove. If you're hip. Cusco. <laughs> go, doo-doo. Oh, it's such a cute movie. Uh,
1: some other trivia. The original ending was that Neil would have stayed on the train and gotten off at his station. Um, and Dell would be sitting there and then Dell would say that he took a cab so that he could tell Neil the truth about his wife and living situation uh which would make Neil take pity on him and bring him home for That's thanksgiving
2: That's like low key creepy though.
1: Yeah, that would make him like way too clingy and which is yeah. why it was changed. Good. Yeah, so they descending. Like so they used they didn't rewrite it or reshoot it. They just used cut footage. And like, re-edited it so I that mean, he realizes. I good.
2: Like, I like it.
1: Yeah. And then, awesome. lastly, John Hughes was inspired to write the movie after his flight from New York to Chicago was diverted to Wichita. Write <laughs> what you know. There
2: you go. Mm-hmm. Write Wichita. Yeah. You're right.
1: I hate it. I hate it.
2: You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you.
1: We're gonna. We said this was gonna be a shorter episode. It's not. It's exactly mm-hmm. the normal length of every Sorry other. Sorry, guys. We lied. But to, to not keep you waiting much longer, we'll we'll let you have the rest of your Thanksgiving or whenever you listen mm-hmm. to this back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, just real quick, Anna. Better, worse, yes. or the same with JTT. As who? Uh John Candy. Cuter. Definitely just it would
2: literally just be I'll be home for Christmas.
1: It would be Um, Okay, I'll change it. you home for the holidays.
2: My bad. I always mess that up. Sexier.
1: (laughs) Oh, Um, gosh.
2: I don't think I could see Kevin Bacon in this role. He's just not goofy. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Wait. Yeah. No, I was saying that Uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas would be playing Kevin Bacon's role.
2: Oh my bad, I misunderstood. Um Well, in the eighties he was um hang on, let me see here.
1: Yeah, how old was he? He was six? Seven. Yeah, six. Six.
2: Um I think I'd be concerned that a child of age six was trying to hail a cab and I'd be like, where is your mother? <laughs> Sir, 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 where's your mother? (laughs) Me referring to children as sir and ma'am.
1: Oh my gosh. But anyway, Um,
2: uh, if he was like himself today, I think it would be about the same with Kevin Bacon. Just as dramatic. Because there's no lines, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's all in your, like, just your physical acting. Man. Mm -hmm. How Um, about you, Dan?
1: Better, worse, or the same with Jimmy Stewart in Mm -hmm. the role of. Uh, Steve Martin, exactly the same. Exactly the same. Yeah. I think the the car rental scene would be even funnier because nothing is funnier than Jimmy Stewart swearing.
2: He has a lot of weird inflections, which is why I think it would be so much more fun.
1: A Datsun. I want a fucking Datsun. Pretty much. It'd be that.
2: I can hear him squawking in my (laughs) head right now. Like not to speak ill of the dead, but. It will be squawking.
1: It would be, What? What? Yes. wah. mm
2: mm-hmm.
1: The the flight's delayed. What am I <sighs> gonna do? I gotta be home for Thanksgiving. Lord. Okay. Lastly, uh, on a scale of one to five, turkeys. Uh, no, that's way too wholesome, Anna. One to five, dirty socks being washed in the sink that you use to dry yourself off with. What do you give? Oh. Us?
2: Four. It was cute. It was nice. I liked yeah. it a lot. It got me in the Thanksgiving mood, you know?
1: Absolutely, and I, mm-hmm. I wholeheartedly agree. I also give it a four out of five.
2: I could watch this while, you know, basting my turkey, you know? <laughs> I'm, you can't see it, but I'm she's soaking up the drippings yeah, and, like, basting, basting my turkey.
1: <laughs> I'd watch this while stuffing my bird. <clears throat>
2: Ew. Dan, yuck.
1: Gobble, gobble. Swallow, gobble swallow, me,
2: swallow me! Don't forget to gobble and swallow this Thanksgiving, kids.
1: Uh, and since it's the end of Thanksgiving, it means that it's Christmas time now. Dan, no! I knew you were gonna do this. I knew you were gonna pull your barnacles. Okay. So next week we will start our first. Oh. What did you think I was gonna do?
0: I thought you were gonna play Christmas
2: music. <laughs> I was, like, fully prepared. I was, like, grab onto something. He's got, like, that... Oh, God, I don't even know what the peanut I've got CD the piano to...
1: part of All I Want for Christmas Is <gasps> You pulled up. So she's going to be... Oh, that part. Oh. No, I wasn't going to play Hark the Herald Angels Sing from... No,
2: I was singing... um.
1: Oh, Christmas Tree. Which one? Christmas Time Is Here. That's
2: little drummer boy, I think. Do, 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 so do. I think. Yeah, that's little drummer it's boy. It's whatever. Yeah. Anyway,
1: Sorry it's Christmas to everybody time. Hear that? <laughs> so, for all of December, meaning up to New Year's or Christmas Eve, uh, we will be doing a Christmas film each week with a different guest. And mm-hmm. first off, we will be covering the Arnold Schwarzenegger classic. Some would say. Also starring Sinbad and Jake Lloyd of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace fame. <laughs> it just gets better the more I say about it. It's Jingle All The Way. And we don't have a guest for you yet, but we will. Don't worry. You'll find out who it is when the episode goes up. Uh, and then the week after that, we will be doing Anna Otto's favorite film of all time. I'll Be Home for Christmas starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas.
2: I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited.
1: (laughs) Uh, And then we got some more that we will reveal to you as the month goes on. Mm -hmm. But get ready for that. If you don't listen to the episode while wearing elf ears and a Santa hat, I will cry.
2: If the Santa outfit is not glued onto you by some bullies, I will cry.
1: Do you want to make us cry? No. Get in the holiday spirit
2: in the holiday spirit glue that sand have some bullies glue that santa suit onto you and drop you in the desert
0: <laughs>
2: do you know what i'm referencing Dan? i
1: know i have seen the poster <laughs> for i'll be home for christmas so i assume that's what it's referring you
2: know to. there's a part where he's in wisconsin i can't wait to talk about it okay
1: i can't wait <laughs> well tune in in two weeks for that next week we gotta go on the the schwarzenegger train um yeah
2: the hype but, train, the Christmas hype train is just pulling in the station, you know, and we haven't even <laughs> left yet.
1: Oh, God. In the meantime, if you <laughs> want to support the show, you could do so at <laughs> patreon.com slash inconclusion. Or you can follow us on social media at and inconclusion on Facebook and Twitter at Podcast on Instagram. Uh, also, another good way is to give us a rating. On iTunes. It doesn't need to be five stars. It can be uh, an honest rating. You can give us one star.
2: Maybe Um, your honest rating is five stars because you think we're cute. They can't see us. You know, maybe they're imagining us as really attractive.
1: (laughs) Yeah, whatever you're picturing in your head, just make it hotter. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're smoke shows. Uh, but rating and reviewing it on iTunes is also very helpful if you want to support the show that way or just bug your friends about it Say hey mm-hmm. I found this hip-hop and happening cool podcast hosted by two mm-hmm. sexy models yes that's they'll us. believe you
2: <laughs> once they hear us they'll absolutely believe you
1: uh, if you want to follow me on the internet you can at Dan 86 on Twitter at DLR AAR on Instagram. Uh, and my website is dan okeefecom if you want to read my blog that I have not updated in three weeks. Anna, where can they find you?
2: You can find me on Instagram at Atomist prime 818 or you can find me on Twitter at AutobotsRollOut, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll, and the O in roll, and the O in out are zeros. Yeah. There's a dog at work named Otto and sometimes I get confused because people call him Autobot a lot. And I'm like, me?
1: <laughs> My Twitter? What?
2: My Twitter? Do you follow me? At <laughs> Rollout? <laughs> capital yes. O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll. And the O and roll and the O and out are zero.
1: It's like it's contractually mandated that you do that. You yeah, do it it's like a reflex. It every time. Yeah.
2: It's a reflex.
1: Uh, so if you have a gag reflex, tune in next week when we talk about Jingle All the Way Mm because it's a puking good time. First time anyone's ever said that phrase. Oh, God. (laughs) Same in-conclusion time, same in-conclusion channel. Another episode of in-conclusion. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe. Have fun. Enjoy whatever your Thanksgiving is this year. Hopefully. Get
2: gobbling and swallowing.
1: You can gobble and swallow to your heart's content. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye.
2: Bye. You want in OnlyFans? I don't show my feet on camera.